morning. Good morning. Good morning. Welcome. Welcome to Coffee Time with Marie Teresa CPA. Good morning, Pedro. Good morning, Marie. <laughs> Good Welcome, guys. Thank you for, for those of you joining us today, uh, whether via audio or on video uh, live. Uh, if you're returning to the show, welcome back. And if you're new, give us a thumbs up or a hands up in the chat so we know you're new. And of course, if you're on audio, you will not be able to do that. So that's okay. Uh, just give us a like and share. Uh, as always, I recommend everyone to please, please go ahead and subscribe, like uh, the channel, the page that you are watching us or listening to us on. Make sure to share so everybody else can le learn from the strategies that we use, that we share every Thursday, 10 a.m. Eastern, live on Facebook, uh, LinkedIn, and on YouTube. I am your host, Marie Teresian. I'm a CFO, an auditor, a certified public accountant, and chartered global management accountant, and recently certified 10x business coach and speaker. I'm super excited about that. that. <laughs> um, so um, I use my proprietary methodology, Valuation MT, to help uh, businesses who have reached their first million to 10x uh, their profits. And of course, there's a, a an e-course that I prepared for you guys for those of you who have not reached your first million to be able to uh, go through the course and start mentally uh, preparing yourself as a business owner and the leader of your company uh, to 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 get to those profits. Um, of course, I have uh, authored a couple of books: a Complete Guide to the Business to Business Growth and a Business Owner's Guide to Operational Accounting. You can find all of this on my my company page, theprofitlab.biz. Um, of course, I'm always joined by my my tax colleague and my friend Pedro. Pedro, good morning. Good morning. <laughs> good morning, everybody. Good morning, uh, Marie. Uh, Pedro Gonzalez, your business and tax strategist. Uh, I'm also excited. Uh, tax season is. For some people, is almost over. For, for some people, we're going to discuss that in a few minutes. It might take a little longer. But uh, we're here to help you with uh, tax uh, strategies. Taxation erodes wealth. We have discussed that many times. So we're here to help you in that, in that, on that front. Uh, cash flow. Cash flow is, is lifeblood for any business, regardless of industry and size. We're here to help improving your cash flow. And number three, exit strategies. We're all going to exit. It just depends on how we're going to exit. So we're here to help you developing strategies that are going to help you achieve your financial goals. Awesome. Uh, awesome. We also Thank have you. Uh, the real estate uh, investment guide, uh, which is also available for those that uh, are there interested. Yep. And I'm going to be putting the in the banner right now so they can download your book. Let's see. I have a lot of banners here. Here we go. All right, so you can download Pedro's real estate guide on pedrocpa.com slash the real estate investor guide. All right, guys, so make sure to download that and uh, learn some of the strategies, especially if you're in real estate, of course, or if you're thinking of, you know, investing in real estate. Uh, okay, so in the past few, uh, you know, by the way, I have to say it's been uh, today is an actual day like a whole year not just like episode wise but today is exactly the a year from the day we launched this show Woo! 
So, I mean, last week I said, you know, 52 weeks, you know, kind of like a year, but today's actual day, like October 6th is when we started last year this time. So yeah. I was really excited about this, you know, it's uh, yeah. it shows commitment uh, from both of us because we've had very busy seasons, tax season, you know, crazy mm -hmm. season, whatever you want to call it. But, you know, yeah. we have stuck around and we've committed to it because we are committed to you, the business owner, the entrepreneur, because we want to teach you all these different strategies to help you uh, grow your business. So with that, uh, in the past episodes, we've talked about you know tax planning, which by the way, guys, we, you have to start thinking about this again. Uh, it's the last quarter of the year, so we really, really, really encourage you to do this. Um, you can go back and listen to some of the, the, the videos, but uh, make sure to schedule time and we can help you out with that. Um, we've talked about inventory management. Um, we've talked about financial audits, IRS audits. We've talked about uh, factoring receivables. I mean, who talks about these things? Do you, you will not be able to find that kind of video, I'm telling you. Um, yeah, we've talked about hybrid accounting. Recently, we talked about purchasing a franchise or a licensee and how to handle accounting on that end. And, and, and last week, specifically, we talked about uh, shareholder or member capital and how to, how to keep those balances, what are the right, right uh, uh, structure to make sure you are keeping those balances and then reporting on the on their tax returns. So today we want to uh, actually talk about disaster situations. I mean, we recently had a, a big you know hurricane go through Florida and all the way up the coast. Um, Hurricane Ian affected so many states. So and the IRS has re released some relief announcements. And then Pedro, please, you know, you know, everything tax and IRS related. So if you can you know, give us a little bit of update on what, what some yeah. of these uh, announcements were. Yeah. So we're going to start with the relief announcements. Uh, the IRS uh, just recently announced, uh, well, uh, earlier in the week, uh, last week, actually, right after we finished our podcast, uh, they released a uh, relief for the state of Florida. Mm -hmm. uh, they Yesterday, they included now North and South Carolina, into this relief. What it means is that for those uh, returns that were under extinction already uh, for the 2021 year, uh, now they have until January 2023 to file those returns. And I emphasize the word file, meaning that if there's tax liabilities, uh, those taxes are not included or penalties, meaning that you, you should uh, make those payments uh, because in reality, they were due April 18th. Mm -hmm. Correct. Uh, so, so they're not included uh, in the in this uh, relief. However, it does help for those cases, uh, you know, when you can file your personal and business. I also include business returns. Those, uh, for example, C corporations that on the calendar year they would have with extinction they would have been done uh, or due. I'm sorry, uh, October 17th. So now they also have additional time to file. That's for the whole state uh, of. Florida for the whole states of uh, North and South Carolina. Uh, so businesses and individuals located in those states uh, have extensions uh, uh, granted. That also extends to uh, also nonprofit corporations. It includes also payroll taxes that were probably due as far as the filing uh, September, I'm sorry, October in, in you know the quarterlies. You can now have additional time to, to pay now, the, the payment of those extinctions is until October 11th, if I'm not mistaken, but basically next week, 
-hmm. as long as there's those payments are made within that that time frame you the penalties will be abated if there was penal i'm sorry tax payments or quarterly uh income tax payments that were due in that range of time um you you gain an additional time to make other payments uh, but again, you're going to follow the guidance. I will encourage you to contact your, your tax preparers uh, to, to make sure when, you know, now, when is it your, your specific situation? You know what I mean? When, when is it that your tax returns are due for filing for payments and so on? So that does, you know, a, a relief in, in the midst of all that, that is happening, you know, people that were uh, some indirectly, some more directly affected by by this disaster. Any disaster is is, is traumatic. It causes a disruption in, in the personal and business lives. So this is one way that IRS, uh, you know, gives you a little additional time so then you can file uh, those returns. Awesome, awesome. That that's very good to know, and I think it's going to be very helpful to those families and business owners that got affected by by the disaster. Um, so kind of an extension to this, you know, during disaster, you know, you know, a, a lot of business owners may have to handle, let's say they, they may, you know, apply for their insurance to kind of cover some of costs. So what, how do these things handled? Uh, maybe yeah. you might want to, you know, in, you know, explain, you know, how these, uh, you know, payments are handled or reported from a tax perspective. Yeah. 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 No, that's a good question. And this is something that uh, is going to be an issue now that, again, uh, because of the impact of this hurricane, uh, a lot of businesses, uh, let's, let's address uh, businesses first and that, you know, sure. their claims and their losses, um, they're going to have, you know, definitely uh, they're going to be directly affected by by the, the hurricane. Um, and the losses, uh, you have to, and, and this is why we keep talking about having clean accounting record keeping, because usually what we see and we're going to see in this uh, situation is the better the, your records uh, that you had prior to the event, because it's hard once uh, the event has already happened. You know I mean, for example, the hurricane, probably right. some of the records could, could even potentially be lost. Of course. You know what I mean? Uh, so of that's course. why it's so important to have uh, the, the the record keeping, to have backups uh, before the event. And this is why we keep emphasizing this, because it's when events like this happen, is when we are reminded of the importance of the good accounting, good record keeping, and so on. So number one is going to be that. I mean, I, I'm sorry to kind of keep continuing emphasizing, but number one is going to be your yeah. record keeping, because that is going to be the evidence that you're going to need then to go to your insurance company and prove your losses. Um, some of them are going to be physical losses, meaning the structures, uh, but all the other items are going to be, for example, people that carry inventory, equipment, uh, machinery, I mean, things mm -hmm. like that that were lost. Uh, you know, they're going to be looking at your basis, uh, what is the market value of that property prior and after. And so you have to be able to have all that documentation in place so you can claim your losses. Uh, the other area that doesn't, you know, at times it gets missed is uh, business interruption losses. Those are losses right. that are not necessarily due to physical, uh, for example, building or assets. It has to do with the, your revenue, revenue right. generation. Right. And the yes. only way to prove that is, again, how you, know, you, you got to demonstrate your accounting and how is it that you can demonstrate that this event, uh, I, I had this stream of income and now has been interrupted or stopped completely in right. for how long? Right. 
Right. And so you have to have uh, be able to prove that in in front of the, the insurance company is going to challenge you. I mean, we can talk all we want and negatively about insurance companies, but they will challenge you. I mean, mm-hmm. they're not there to just simply hand you checks just because you call them. They're, they're <laughs> going to challenge uh, the fact that the, you have the laws uh, and you have to be able to demonstrate that you, I had the stream of income and I lost it. Um, right. Then you're going to have, you know, uh, and, the, and the business interruption losses are sometimes are not caused directly by the hurricane or, you know, could be indirect. And what I mean by that could be, for example, the loss of power. Loss right. Of, of course. Uh, you know, you know, so yeah. some, exactly. So sometimes yeah. it's not necessarily something, no, it's not limited to what happened to your structure. But it could be also caused by, for example, not being able to use your area because of water. Uh, right. There's not, you know, the roads are damaged. People cannot go to your store anymore to buy. Right. All of that is going to affect your business. But you have to document all of that. You have to be able to demonstrate, here's my stream of income. And then here, boom, here's the event. And here's what you can see my decline in revenues is, is, is evident that is connected to this event. So uh documentation is number one number two you have to file the claim because if you don't file the claim then again uh you know for you to file even for tax purposes is that you file the claim if you didn't you know you you know uh you you have an uphill battle there you know you have to file the claim uh, and that's going to be also critical when it comes to your reimbursement from the insurance company the sooner the better the longer you wait um they're going to be potentially challenges on on in essence they're looking for your the prudent behavior of you trying to protect uh, the the area uh what have you done to protect the areas another thing that you know uh-huh, um, yeah. I know that they look at, at you know what I mean? So, and again, I know that some pay, sometimes you cannot have access, but a, a, as soon as you have access to your area, you know, what have you done to prevent further damages to the area? So all right. of those actions that you're doing are how to protect the, 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 the asset that you have uh, under cover, uh, right. coverage. You, right. you know, what have you done to protect it? Uh, and... Uh, the other suggestion I have, especially right now, is to have your insurance uh, uh, policies re- reviewed. Mm-hmm. One, by your insurance agent. And number two, I, I highly recommend this is an insurance uh, attorney. Somebody specializes in this area because, again, an insurance uh, uh, is a contractual agreement. It's in a contract between you and the insurance company. And sometimes we don't realize that you know, we might assume that the, the insurance company is evil, and but it probably could be one. It could be the policy itself. I mean, you probably don't right. have a, a good coverage. I mean, this is right. what you're paying for. And so the insurance company is reimbursing you actually exactly what is on the policy. In mind, you might find right. it unfair because you have this huge loss. And now they're giving you this, what you consider to be an unfair reimbursement. But this is what you signed for. And right. so... Uh, it's, it's a good reminder, you know, if, if you are were not directly affected, I would still encourage you to have your insurance policy reviewed. One, to make sure you still have coverage. Here in Florida, many pe- people don't realize many companies actually have left the state of Florida, meaning that in some cases, and this might happen, and it's going to be a sad story, a lot of people didn't have coverage. They thought they had it, but they don't have it. Mm-hmm. And so this is why, again, in a prior episode, we have talked about the importance of reviewing beneficiary, reviewing your policies, yes. reviewing yes. your contracts, because you might not, you might unfortunately discover 
that you really didn't have uh, insurance coverage. And that's going to be sad because, and again, you, you, you thought you had it, but you don't have it. So I would encourage everybody to kind of take a look at that and also to understand what is covered. Sometimes uh, you think that you have certain things covered and it's excluded. There's, you're going to see in the contract yes, exclusion. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and those contracts can get very complicated sometimes. So it's it's good to have someone that's very knowledgeable to re, let's say, regurgitate, re-explain re everything in a more simpler format for you, for you as a business owner to understand. Okay, I am covered. Um, the other thing, something you mentioned was very very important is that reviewing your policies every year because if you're adding new assets, you buy a mm -hmm. new building or you Correct. bought a bunch of new computers, you added another copier. All of that has to be updated. And if it's right. not updated, then the insurance may not cover it because it was right. not in the in initial, you know. Exactly. So all of these exactly. are little key things that if you don't have the records and you're not updating every time and re-reviewing the policies every year. I, we did, I did that every year at my employer and I do it for me uh, in my business too. Um, and it's going to be very important to, you know, list your, your assets and then be able to say, okay, here's my new set of assets. This is the new value. And uh, so that anything that you're, you're covering, you know, through the insurance, it's going to be covering everything uh, as expected. Right. Yeah. Correct. Or at least it's a certain threshold. So then anything that's within that threshold, it's, it's totally covered. Um, right. Yeah. The, the other thing, Marie, is that the many times that they change uh, the definitions of certain terms, you know, mm. you know, casualty, uh, what they consider to be. I remember after the 9-11, uh, what was, was considered to be terrorism or, you know, mm. what I mean? so, so they yeah. changed it after. And so meaning that what you probably were covered prior to an event, it might no longer be this. They don't define it the same way. Understood. So you're, yes. you're thinking, you know, what I mean? so it's important to yes. have clear understanding. What exactly do you mean by? Because we assume certain things, you know, when mm -hmm. you look at, you know, water damage well it might be up to a certain extent or specific water damages and certain other water damage right. might be excluded so you have to then have a clear understanding what exactly is covered with your insurance that's why i encourage you to have your insurance agent to review it with right. you and explain it in simple terms what exactly is excluded and what is excluded and number two to have an insurance uh, attorney especially right now if you're going to make a claim is to have somebody to review this because in essence, you're going to go against these this large corporations. I mean, they have the, the personnel in their and their task is going to be to challenge uh, your claim. Right. The, the challenges. So you might as well arm yourself with the qualified people to protect you. Just in the same way, I, I encourage you if you have an IRS uh, audit is to hire the right people to represent you in this event. Yeah. You, know, you already have enough stress with the the casualty why add additional stress in your life uh to to battle these these large corporations uh to to you know to either get gain uh, your your proper proper uh reimbursement so uh, i would encourage you to 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 do that you have to gain uh access to those individuals that are available to help you yes yes uh totally with you on that i i, I agree with you 100 percent Another thing you mentioned earlier, and I wanted to make a uh, bring a point on that, is that you mentioned, you know, showing that you took every type of action to protect the asset. That is really key, right? And I wanted to pick, mm -hmm. you know, share a little, you know, a little bit more on that. Um, so, for example, one of the key things that we help our business owners with is to making sure they have policies and procedures in place. 
one of those policies and procedures should be on what are your steps when there's a disaster coming in case of a hurricane, in case of this, what are your policies and procedures? So for example, well, if we a hurricane is coming, okay, we're going to close shop with, I don't know, at whatever time and the process, and we're going to go and secure every asset, you know, cover the computers, blah, blah, blah. If you don't have a policy like that, there's going to be more of a scrutiny as to, well, what was your intention? What is your process? But if you already have that, you say, look, this is the process. We have a policy in place. This is what we do. The whole team gets on and we, we secure everything, make sure everything is good. All the, the doors, windows, everything gets checked in, blah, blah, blah. This is the process. And then we leave. Now, anything else happens, then that's beyond our control. So that um, exactly. kind of proves a point that you have been doing everything, not reactively, but you progress, you know, Proactively, you have all the systems in place, the policies and procedures, yeah. and then, of course, the record keeping is is that in addition to what 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 they have as a policy, it's very important to track every single thing that you're doing and in, in, in your business, uh, including mm -hmm. the policy bridges on simple things like this. Let's say how how to how to take action during a disaster. Mm -hmm. No, yeah, no, that that is that is definitely true, uh, Marie. I mean, again, now uh, this is I know stressful for a lot of people right now, I, yeah. and I'm sure a lot of the families are going through uh, hardship right now. Uh, now, if the next uh, area comes now talking about the, the losses is the mm. deductibility, right? Because you know, again, uh, uh, we we discuss about the the relief, uh, the the what you could do to at least uh, make your claims. Yes. Um, and then the next area is the the deductibility of the loss. I mean, how you know how you determine what is uh, deductible and what is not. I mean, from business standpoint, I think it's pretty straightforward. I mean, I think uh, you you have to determine what what the the, the value the, the the basis of the item that you are losing right. in the case of physical items, and then compared to the reimbursement. Uh, in the case of uh, uh, business interruption losses you have to then demonstrate the, the again the decrease in revenues that you can yeah. attribute to the to the event uh you have to look at the coverage and this is another thing uh, the i wanted to going back to the coverage is uh business interruption losses sometimes as uh, they have a limited coverage in the under the normal policy sometimes mm -hmm. you can gain uh riders uh you know add-ons where you can you know so you got to check all that because you might have coverage and you don't even know it so look at that now continue with the, the deductibility of the losses then you know the business the individual now there was a change in 2000 starting 2018 that losses uh casualty losses were no longer deductible uh, for uh, except for federally declared losses yeah. you know so in this case this this will qualify so i want to remind people that under you know since 2018, you probably were certain casualty that may have happened to you. A, a tree fell on your roof uh, for what some reason, and, and now you have to replace a roof. Under other circumstances, it could have probably be a casualty loss that you could have deducted. And that's not that's not the case anymore, except for federally declared uh, losses. So in this case, the EN event that will qualify. That means that you should follow the the procedure to to document uh, your losses prior uh, to the event and then after. You know I mean? So take uh, notes and uh, take uh, documentation of what damage it will cost to your property, including your residence, 
and then uh, document that. And if there's any de uh, decrease in value of your property, you know, there's a so specific, I don't want to get into all the details of that, but I can tell you if you have questions, concerns about the deductibility, I would encourage you either to contact your tax preparer. I know we, we are available. You can uh, email, um, Marie probably put somewhere in there the email. Yep. Just email uh, your specific situation, your specific questions, and we might, you know, we will review your case. And uh, or if you have a specific question, we can certainly cover in a, in a future uh, discussion, uh, a podcast, if you have something very specific uh, that we can probably cover. But I can tell you that the, what is important now is that uh, even for individuals, uh, you you can uh, deduct uh, federally declared loss uh, uh, for uh, casualty losses. Uh, in this case, in the state of Florida, North and South Carolina, for sure, can declare those uh, losses that are under personal residence, and you can declare those losses. Uh, you know, the same thing follows the procedure and uh, the the uh, deduction. One thing that I wanted to briefly mention that you know i know that you know it becomes a little convoluted for some people exactly how you calculate it because basically what what the law says is that you have to look at your basis of the property and uh you can also look at the decrease in the fair market value and that tends to throw off some people because then they'll get sold but exactly you know yeah and, and that's the way that the irs writes it uh but basically what you have to do is first, you've got to look at the, the basis of your property prior to the event. At that mm -hmm. moment of, say, you know, when when the event, uh, in this case, Ian happened, and then you had to look at the decrease of market value of that property, meaning you have to know what the market value of the property is at the time of the event and then decrease. So if you have just a simple example, hopefully we'll clarify the, this concern for some people is if you, you have, let's say an item that it has a market value, call it, I don't know, call it 350. So that's the basis prior to the event. Then you have to look at the market value of that same asset prior to the event. And let's call mm -hmm. it for now, I don't know, call it, uh, I don't know, call it 275. So that's the market value of that item in the market value after the event, the casualty. So let's assume that it was totally lost, so it's zero. Right. So then you have, let's assume that your reimbursement, then the third item you gotta look at is the reimbursement, the insurance reimbursement. So let's assume there's 200. Mm -hmm. So you gotta, in what it, what it says is the lower of the, in essence, what it is telling you is the lower of the reimbursement compared to the compared to the basis and the reimbursement compared to the the, the decrease so you got to look at uh the 200 compared to the three uh the 350 that i said uh, for the basis and the decrease in the market value from uh, 250, I think that's what I said, to zero is 250. Then you gotta compare the reimbursement. This case is, is uh, or 275, okay. So 275, it went down to zero. So my loss, put, uh, uh, initial loss is 275, but then I received 200 mm -hmm. reimbursement. So in that case, my, my loss is 75 compared to the loss I would have had with the 350 minus the 250. So my loss in this case is 75. So we take the lower of. 
They're okay, lower up, exactly. Right. So yeah, when you go to the code, it's a little more convoluted because people oh, get yeah. a little <laughs> they have to make it complicated. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it, once you once you understand it, it, it becomes a little at least a little more kind of I, I see what they're looking here. You know what I mean? So that's why it's important that that your tax preparer has some at least some understanding about how to do this because mistakes are made. So what they'll do is like say, okay, 350 minus mm -hmm. the 200, my loss is 150. They forget the other part that the, the tax code is is telling you. So uh, if you get audited, they're gonna say no. Oops, oopsie daisy. You claim uh, the loss is higher than you should have, and then that adjustment. Uh, but I wanted to throw that there because I know a couple of the questions I have received is the amount, you know, the deductibility, but then how to calculate the loss. And uh, I'm hopefully that that explanation of uh, uh, three or four minutes uh, will, will help. <laughs> No, that's definitely helpful. You know, and, and, and I guess <laughs> it's a bit complicated. Attempt, uh, yeah. And I see yeah. your face getting all serious when you get into the numbers. <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, uh, Washti says uh, maybe you do an insurance checklist or tips each June, and uh, maybe with an insurance mm -hmm. agent, like some type of a checklist yeah. that should be very, very, very helpful. Yep, that's a great idea, yeah. Washti. Thanks for sharing. I love the interaction yeah. from the viewers. Uh, so, uh, yeah. if you have any questions, guys, yeah. always be sure to send us a, an email. You can send it to me or Pedro. My email is marie at marieterosiancpa.com. You can also send it to Pedro, pedro at pedrocpa.com. So, uh, we are always ready to ask more questions for you. We could do it on the show or, you know, if it's something you want us to do in person with you, then we can schedule a call with you and answer your specific questions on the call. So with that, can't believe it's already 30 minute mark. So, wow, that was an interesting conversation. Uh, you know, it, it's all about, uh, I think, uh, we, it, it seems like, you know, every time we were talking about different things, it always comes down to, and we repeat, record keeping, record keeping, record keeping. We just yeah, can't stress yeah, yeah. this enough, guys. And, uh, you know, whatever stage you are in, you are less than a million dollars, a million dollars, two million dollars, five million dollars, ten million. The, the bigger you get, the more documentation is going to be required from you. So you might as well start doing this at, at, while you're still at a, a smaller business and entrepreneur. Just write down what you're doing in a simplest form. And that's totally fine. You can always make it all fancy after when you have more people. But uh, it's important to keep records in the right way. Uh, keep a listing of all your assets, keep a listing of all the different insurances that you're paying, what are the limits, um, you know, keep a, a small simplified schedule, you know, insurance number one, two, three, four, blah, blah, uh, deductible, you know, what the coverage uh, timeline is. So simple things like this can help keep you on track. Um, and one of the things I wanted to say before we, we close out is, you know, a lot of times when there's uh, we live in areas that there's a lot of disasters, let's say in Florida, you know, we get hurricanes all the time, you know, make sure you have a secondary location, maybe in place. It, make sure all your records are made on, on the cloud. I know I was working with a lot of IT people back at my employer, so I, I had to implement a lot of these disaster right. uh, recovery situations, you know, policies. And then if anything were to happen, how are we going to work, uh, you know, off site? So way before COVID, we already had all of these things implemented. So with that, I would say make sure you have a secondary place where you can actually start up the engine and, and not have to lose so much revenue. Um, and just make sure that you check in on your employees. Everybody's doing great. If they're able to jump in and work and they can work 
uh, so the engine never really stops. So uh, these are all stuff that you have to think through before any disaster happens. But if you were to get hit right now, um, now this is a, still a good time to, as you recover, uh, make sure you put in place all these little key things to help you before the next disaster. So with that, guys, um, uh, you know, I always leave you with a, a quote from a motivational speaker, Jim Ron. You are the average of the five people you spend the most time with. I hope we are two of the five people you are spending your time with to learn and grow your business. Until next episode, have a wonderful and a blessed rest of your week. Wonderful. Take care.